Video Game Pulse. Episode I am Millennium X17. And I'm Dark Katakito. Unsupervised? Unsupervised. Uh, so much weak sauce that you don't even know what's going on? Ah, uh, yeah. Cass is kind of MIA right now. Mm. I, I do not have confirmation as to the, what the situation is, but she is not here. Suffice <laughs> to say that there is a situation <laughs> because that's how unsupervised we are, in fact. Mm, mm, yes. yes. Actually, though, to be fair, though, it's probably not a bad day to be unsupervised because there really isn't much going on. There's really not mm. a whole lot going on. For the last two weeks, like the last week's worth of news on a couple of different sites are here's the hottest, you know, new PC component coming out. Or <laughs> here's here, here's the best hard drives. I actually love those. Or you know, or here's the best capture cards. I actually looked into that one because I was, you know, mine mine's a little dated, uh, but it still works. And I was looking at it, and I was like, eh, okay. But just like eh. that's how you could really tell when there's nothing going on. It's like, oh, here's the deal of the day. <laughs> I know. Alrighty then, there's no news. There is a couple bits, but we'll get to those in a bit. Uh how are you doing? Uh pretty good. You're uh you're in the middle of a work week, I could say. Yes, one could say. One could say a work week. Yes. The uh not a fucking clue why though, because holy shit, <laughs> we're still slow as hell. Last night we had four people on and I'm shocked they didn't send anybody home because it was dragging ass. Mm. So what like are you doing those this last week? couple hours could not go by fast enough. Mm. So what's happening with you this week? Uh, work. Lots of. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually working four full days. Yes, four full days. Uh, the way my work goes is that our weeks are Sunday to Sunday. And so the uh, the end of this week is technically Saturday, but I'm also doing that following Sunday, too, at the beginning of the next week. So, yeah. Got to keep it interesting. Yeah, so this week I'm doing uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and then the next work week I'm doing Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. And Sunday and Wednesday of next week I'm back on half days again. So, like, I have literally no idea why we're suddenly having a lot of people working this week when there's literally nothing going on. Just to make you wonder. It is, because, like, there was a special thing going on on uh, Sunday and Monday which I thought was going to carry over to the rest of the week and be like, okay, maybe that makes sense. That's probably going to draw a lot of people in, yada, yada. But no, that ended on Monday. That was not a thing on Tuesday when I went in. I was like, oh, okay. Why the fuck am I here? And it was even weirder, too, because... Uh, <laughs> because they wanted to see you bright and early on Tuesday. Yes, yeah, so there were many weird things that happened <laughs> on Tuesday. Okay, let's just sit here and talk about this for a minute. So <laughs> They wanted to troll you. Okay, so the first weird thing was that they wanted me in on a Tuesday. I can probably count the times I've been in on a Tuesday on my hand. 
Like, Tuesday is not a normal day for me to be in. I normally do Wednesday, Wednesday, and then either Friday or Saturday. Wednesday is, like, the always day, and then they usually have me on either Friday or Saturday. One of the two, maybe both sometimes, but, like, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, I can count the times I've been in on those days on one hand. Because it's like, okay. So that in itself was weird. Weird thing number two is that they wanted me in at 10 in the morning. My normal shift is 1.30 to 9.30. My half-day shift is 4 to 9.30. I don't think I've ever been in it at 10 o'clock. I've been in it at 11 a handful of times. 11 to 7 is another common one. But yeah, this was a 10 to 6. So that also was very peculiar. Weird thing number three. I go in, and of course I'm like half asleep or whatever. I tell the, my, the manicure that was on there, I'm just like, yeah, I can say, you know, I'm kind of out of it right now. I'm not used to getting up this early. She just laughs. She was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. And uh, but the weird thing number three is that I am primarily a cashier. And I find out as soon as I go in that they put three cashiers on on the morning shift and nobody on cutting counter. Guess who got hired to do cutting counter that day for the first time in, I shit you not, over 10 months. So that was nice and intimidating. (laughs) Many weird things happened that day. It was was a very strange day. (laughs) The whole week was just designed to troll you. Right? I was like, am I getting punked? Like, what the fuck is happening today? It's amazing. It it was a weird day. Like, Mm. nothing really overly exciting happened because I was... Pretty much boring all day. Um, I got back into the groove of doing cutting counter fairly quickly. There were a couple times where I had to call uh, the manager over and be like, "Okay, can you show me how to do this thing again?" Because it's been a long time. And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, no problem." Like she was very at least. Chill you, at about least it. you had a good. Uh, the the manager at the time was yes, uh, yes. one of the more friendly ones. Yeah, Beth. She loves me. She's great. And uh, I had to call her over a handful of times. She was, she was like, "Oh yeah, you know, if you need anything, you know, I know I ha- I know you haven't done this in a while. If you need anything, just let me know. You know." Yada yada, and the other manager that was also on the time was also one that really likes me. So they're like, "Yeah, yeah, no worries. You know, we appreciate you making the effort to help out. We know you haven't done this in a while. If you need anything at all, just let us know." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, this is this is fine. Don't worry about it." So I got through that perfectly fine, and uh, yeah, it was it was a weird day. And like I said, I've not been awake at that point in time in like a very very long time. So I think I actually like blacked out for the first half of the day because all of a sudden I blinked and it was lunch and I was like, what? Like, where am I? Did I, what happened? Was there a morning? <laughs> What's going on here? I think I was like autopiloted half the morning mm. so hard. Uh, you uh, you experienced something that I experienced this past fall season when uh, they had overtime on and uh, there was nothing to do, but they refused to send anyone home. Yeah, yeah. It was like, and the, we're like, well, there's nothing to do. This is done. It's done. And the supervisor looks at you and goes, well, just, just stay busy. And it's like. I know. That's what they do on mine, too. I'm just like, I asked some of the others yesterday. I'm just like, you know, there's not a whole lot going on. And I'm surprised there's four people on. And I'm the whole and time. And she was like, oh, I know. Just recover. I'm just like, everything's recovered already. <laughs> Nobody has been in the store in four hours. Nothing has been moved on any of the shelves in that amount of time. You know, the whole like, time everything I'm, is still pristine. Yeah, I'm standing there going, "Well, I am on flex down." Oh no, we can't send anyone home. It's like, really, <laughs> really. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're always answering. It's like, "Oh, just recover." I'm just like, "There's not been a single customer in the store in three to four hours. I don't think anything on any of these shelves has moved." Mm. 
So that's uh, that's your week so far. It's only half over too. Yeah. The uh, yeah. So that was uh, the weird Tuesday. Nothing really happened uh, yesterday. Back to on normal hours again. Nothing really happened. Night was boring as shit. I'm assuming it's going to be that way for the next three days as well, unless they have some you know massive sale on that I'm not aware of, which mm. I doubt. <laughs> so I have not heard a single thing about it. So Gotta keep it exciting. To, so I was talking to one of my coworkers about this. Day. I was like, you know, do you know if there's anything going on this week? So I said to him, I'm like, I've been on half days for the last, like, you know, month, month and a half. And then all of a sudden I'm on four full days. And next week I'm back on half days again. And she's like, yeah, I am too. It's so weird. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Everybody is suddenly, like, wicked scheduled for this week alone. And then next week is barren again. And nobody can figure out what the shit is happening. Again, it's all designed just to troll you. Right? It's like, I think I'm getting punked. <laughs> mm. So there's that. Um, I don't think there's much of anything going on for me. Uh, just, you know, summertime is more than thoroughly kicked in. It is oh, hot yeah. as hell this uh, this week and very, very humid, especially right now. Mm. Uh, any other side notes for you that you can think of? Not really. Not really. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on in the side notes department that I can think of. So, yeah, should we just uh, head on off to what's little of the news? Sure. All right, news. It is now time for some news. Hey. The Nintendo Switch Lite has been announced. Yeah, for uh, it's been hinted at for how long now? A very long time. Very, very long time. Uh, funnily enough, the uh, the Switch Pro is uh, still being rumored and not confirmed, but everyone's like, oh, it's not going to happen this year. And it's like, just announce it already. Just announce it already. Like, it's okay. Like, if you announce it and say it's not coming till next year, okay, fine. Okay, fine, yes. But, um, but yeah, the Switch Lite, instead of the light switch, come on. I know, the come light on, switch. Come on, Nintendo. <laughs> Uh, yes, it's a five and a half inch screen. It displays at 720p. It is, uh, which is down from the original 6.2 inch screen. Overall size is smaller. Uh, the Joy Cons are not uh, disconnectable. No, but it's all one unit. Yes. So at which point in time, it's a bigger 2DS that doesn't switch. So why is it called a switch? Yeah, it does not connect to a TV. It basically. Yeah, it also is... doesn't connect to a TV as well. There's yeah, that too. at this point, it's literally like a bigger 2DS that plays Switch games. Yeah, as long as the Switch games in question uh, enable handheld mode. Yes. That is the one caveat, obviously, since it's in handheld mode all the time. Yes. Uh, it is, uh, everyone's freaking out because it has a traditional D-pad. I don't okay. really know the diff. you know, what's the big deal, okay? I'm, okay, yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, um, and it's $200. Yep, so $100 cheaper than a full Switch, which at that point, why not just save up and get the full thing? Yeah, that's what that's what I'm... Although the only thing that really catches my attention, though, is that the colors that these the things come with are great. Are I, will, great. I will agree to that. The turquoise and the yellow both look fantastic. Yeah, the, 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 turquoise, so, the, turquoise the turquoise is good. I really great. like the yellow, though. Yeah, the turquoise and the yellow both look phenomenal. They're yeah. so nice. If either of those colors were available for the regular Switch, I would have gotten that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would have gotten that. Yeah, it, but yeah, it, it's a thing. Um, I don't know. It is decided that uh, mid-July to reveal... 
and uh, also it releases quite soon it doesn't say quote, unquote, quite soon uh there is going to be a special edition already announced for uh pokemon sword and shield where if you go back one uh yeah you can yeah 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 there's a special edition one for pokemon sword and shield that looks really good it does look pretty good yeah it's uh mostly like silverish with yeah, silver with the blue and red buttons on either side. And on the mm. back, it has the images it's of like an etching. Zixiana and Zamazenta. Which is, it does look really good. It does look really good. I do like Just this. the problem, though, is that, again, it's a, the Switch Lite is like a... I play mine in uh, dock mode all the time anyways. Mm-hmm. I don't fully intend for it to even leave the house. So yeah, yeah. Definitely not for me. And it, funny thing that I've seen from what I've seen online is there's at least there's like a poll from one of the video game people that I follow that did a poll on Twitter that 70% of the people said that they're not going to buy it. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know what market Nintendo's really looking at here. I really don't either. There's going to be some people that are going to love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Probably I just the don't... same people that loved the 2DS, I guess. Yeah, but again, it's just it's a little bit of a strange skew to slot in. Mm. I mean, and also there's the uh, the thing with the screen too, because like if it's not being docked anywhere, then how are you gonna protect the screen if you're not using it? Yeah, I I have no idea. Uh, the the limited edition one for uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield is arriving on November fifteenth, and then this is what I was actually looking for on that other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, the other these uh, Switch Lite models are uh, the yellow, gray, and uh, turquoise ones are coming on September twentieth. Mm. So that is uh, and the... also keynote the uh, the Pokemon Sword and Shield version does not come with either of the games. It is its own thing. You'll have to buy the game separately. Which is uh, definitely a, uh, a so good that, note so to have. That, yeah, so at that point, you're paying, you know, $260 anyway. Why not just save up for the full thing? Again, it's still $100 no matter what you, which way you slice yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but still. It's just, I don't know. It, it, I don't understand it. There's going to be a lot of people that do like it, though. It is true, yeah. I ju- it's just not for me though, because I like I said, I'm never gonna take mine out of the house. Yeah, I'm not. You know, the, it's too expensive to you know fumble and drop. Exactly. As it stands, just you know, moving around in my bedroom between you know the the dock and then going over to my desk, I'm still like definitely like I make damn sure I got a mm-hmm. hold of that thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, and not to mention, I just really like having the TV connection. Yeah. Like, there are a handful of my games that are on my Switch that I have on my PC as well. And the reason I bought them on Switch was because I wanted to see them on a TV screen. And they look fantastic on a TV screen. Like Hollow Knight, Cat Quest, uh, Night in the Woods, to name a handful. Like, I have all those games on PC, but I bought them on Switch just for the sheer fact of having th- these games on a TV. And the other thing is that since there's no TV mode, I don't know of an easy way to do any sort of uh, capture type setting for yeah, there's that too um, for the uh, for the Switch Lite. Other than maybe like a GoPro on the screen itself, but that gets clunky and weird, and mm-hmm. people on YouTube cry about uh, the quality of the, yeah, the, yeah, the capture yeah. at that point in time, mm-hmm. even though it would be perfectly functional, fu- you know, function perfectly fine. Uh, people tend to get fussy when it's not a you know a 4k 60 frames a second you know everyone who cries about the high resolution high frame rate has never had to edit uh render or upload those types of files yeah 
uh, being that we've just re you know restarted doing a playthrough ourselves on uh, for my YouTube channel, uh, I'm now editing in 1080p 30 frames a second, and I can tell you right now that those take an hour to render, and they're two and a half gigs or so when they're done. <laughs> Uploading those is also quite fun. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure the, you know, Spectrum loves to see those files go out every other day. <laughs> but again, it's just, uh, again, it's not for us. No, it's definitely not for us. I'm sure there are going to be a lot of people who do love it and do buy it. But yeah, I'm not entirely certain what market Nintendo is really aiming at with yeah. this one. We'll wait and see to see how it sells. But yeah, cause again, I it's... don't know how many people actually take their Switches on the go with them. I would be way too paranoid of it getting yeah. stolen. And that's what I don't under, I never understood about the Switch in general when it first came out or when they when they like oh remember the 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 original um promo video of it there was this guy that went out to his friends at the basketball court and they put it down on the kickstand yeah, yeah, and they yeah, went, yeah, oh yeah. do people really do this? I don't know. Do you does, does there anybody out there that really takes their Switch to the basketball court? If you're going to a basketball court, I don't know, maybe you might be oh Playing basketball. Mm. Maybe just me. Yeah, I like the handheld mode for just like, you know, when I'm out here watching videos with you or when I'm in your room, I can be doing, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can multitask. Stuff, but like, I don't take it out of the house. I would be way too paranoid about getting broken or stolen at yeah. that point. It's just, I don't know how many people actually do this because when you're going somewhere, you're going somewhere to do something. You're yeah, not there to, yeah. oh, I'm going over to a friend's house, and now I'm just going to sit in the corner and play video games on I my mean, Switch. I mean, like, if you were going on, like, you know, a four-hour bus trip or something, yeah, maybe okay. I could see yeah. that, but that would like be a about plane, the extent plane of ride, it. plane ride, but at the same token, then, uh, there's all sorts of X factors with it getting damaged or stolen. And exactly, I'm just like, yeah, it just, yeah. oh, and then does the, uh, does the guy at the TSA, you know, checking, you know, does he have to open it up and start fondling with everything? It just, it's, yeah. mm, it just, it, there's too many X factors. Mm -hmm. It was easier, you know, back in the day when, uh, when I had the Game Boy, when I, th those were easy to take on, uh, yeah, plane yeah. rides. You know, uh, things like a Switch is still possible. I mean, I've traveled through security with an Xbox console in my carry-on. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and they, they 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 saw it on the scanner thing, and they were like, we're going to need to pull you aside. I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> they had to pull it out and look at it. I'm like, yeah, it's it's an Xbox yeah, it's an 360. Xbox. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. That's yeah. all they at first went on. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is a thing, and we'll just have to wait and see how it yeah, actually we'll works in the, the market itself. Like. Uh, moving on. Mm. Uh, YouTube has done something right. Question? I have I many questions. I am skeptical. I am very skeptical and have many questions. Many, many questions. Uh, YouTube has revamped the manual copyright uh, slash violation claim system. Uh, effective immediately, uh, those who file a manually copyright claim will have to specify via a timestamp precisely when the violations appear in the video. That uh, I do like. And the uh, it furthermore goes on to state that uh, people, uh, you know, uh, companies or persons that fail to do so uh, chronically will be uh, have their manually uh, claim status revoked. Mm. Uh, which is definitely good. Yeah, this is definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, and then it furthermore goes on and said that the editor has been robusted so that you can actually either remove the section that is the violation or mute the audio or do a bunch of other different things for, on the creator's side. Uh, you were saying. Yeah, this is definitely a step in the right direction. I especially love when it says, uh, you know, when if people 
do this repeatedly and can't provide proof of their claims. Exactly. Their ability to claim videos is revoked. That yes. I do really like. And I also really like how they are saying you have to specifically point to what part of the video you are complaining about. Yeah, yeah. Because what is like the violation? There's a, like, you know, if you have you know, a three-hour video and say, oh, this is copyrighted. And, oh, here's then... a two-second thing. And it's like, but you didn't specify what it is. And exactly, it's like... yeah. So and you try to claim the whole video that it's the next level of patent trolls. It's yeah, these, yeah, these claim yeah. trolls that yeah. are what the, what's happening is that there's a whole industry based on how and furthermore, how slow YouTube's been. I think it's intentional how slow they've been. Oh, I'm sure. And one good thing, I'm almost kind of questioning what yeah, where the yeah, where the money because yeah. every step that they've done up to this point has been anti user. All of a sudden, they do one positive thing, and it's like. I don't know if I 100% I buy it. it. I'm questioning it. where, what wonder. the catch, what's the catch. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Cause like, like you said, they've been doing so many anti-user things. Seeing them do something that seems to be user friendly. You always have to stop and say, you know, where is this coming from? Is this actually coming from a place of, you know, being friendly to users or is there some other motivation? There's something in it? the back end. Yeah. Uh, Alga Zero, I did not see the uh, YouTube exec who tried to play police, so it does not surprise me in that the least. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, but that's also the problem, though, with like a manual review of a, of a content that I've seen over, you know, for certain subject matter is that it entirely is dependent on the opinion of whoever's looking at it. Mm-hmm. There's no... Um, consistency in how what is approved and what is di- not approved, and it's just mm-hmm. uh, so it's step in the right direction for sure. But there's still so much wrong with YouTube that it's uh, yeah. they don't they haven't suddenly redeemed themselves one no, good deed no. out of a sea of shit. Okay, you've got my attention now. Continue it exactly. That's just it. I just uh, there's so much that needs a fixing. Step in the right direction. But they need to carry down this path now. So if they do this and then suddenly go back to old YouTube, then it's like, okay. Yeah. But now, if they are really committed to, you know, doing all the things that they're saying they're doing, then they need to show it. They can't just say, oh, you know, we're going to start being more friendly to creators, yada, yada. No, you have to take steps like this and take multiple steps like this to show that okay, this is where you want to head you know, now. And a lot of companies, not even just so like the, the, the patent trolls or the uh, the claims trolls, uh, mega corporations like, oh, good Lord, Warner Music <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. and, and, the, and the rest of the like, mm-hmm. uh, they have been leaning hard on YouTube's shitty, you know, uh, content ID and, and the, uh, the, all those policies to, to shut people down. When the people in question have been thoroughly in the realm of fair use, yeah, they themselves have been breaking the law mm-hmm. and YouTube by extension, knowing full well that a guy in his you know bedroom is not going to be able to buy you know afford a lawyer to come and fight them, even though full shit to sure well that they they would win. Yeah, and that's the kind of the line that a lot of these mega corporations have been playing on mm-hmm. YouTube, and it's really upsetting to see them get away with it as for as long as they did. The few people that do have lawyers are they're they're getting a lot of their claim, you know, their stuff. Like Stephen Crowder is one that I know for a fact. He's got a lawyer on retainer, and they're not getting, you know, they're still getting uh, hit by a lot of stuff, but they're winning all of the cases that they oh, bring yeah, forth. It's great. Every last one of them. What I've been saying for years mm-hmm. is that if people want a career on YouTube, you have to get a lawyer and fight back. Because if you don't, 
in five years' time, you won't even have a hobby. Yep. Much less a job. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, YouTube's a very, it's a very unique Wild West scenario that we're kind of in on the internet right now where the mega corporations still have the influence, but the tides are definitely shifting away from mega corporations and they're panicking now for yep. sure. And it, it's already too late, but it's just, we're in that flux of where it, everything's transitioning. It's just, it's taking too long for a lot of the better stuff to come along. And the funny thing is that it, it's just just now the government's taking notice of a lot of the stuff that's oh, happening yeah, that's on, also in great. the social media and uh, in online spaces of mm -hmm. all the uh, violations of – because that's the thing. Because I think it was just the other week or so or maybe even earlier this week that Trump lost his uh, – the lawsuit against some someone uh, – he blocked someone on Twitter and the, they won the lawsuit. Therefore, the judge says that he can't block – you know – uh, yeah, so on Twitter yeah, because yeah. it's a public space. Well, well, there you go. There's a public space. Therefore, it also applies to uh, AOC or Ilhan Omar or any of the other people online. They can't block people. But what about people that have been uh, removed from the platform? If mm. it's a public space, it opens up this whole huge wormhole of uh, stuff that it's bigger than what it is. And I understand these social media companies never intended it to be as big as it's become. But yeah. guess what? We're here now. That's the boat we're sailing on right now. <laughs> yep. Which is just, like I said, we're in a very interesting time where there's a lot of things on different trajectories. And it's just, uh, this is a good move on YouTube's part. It, it does not redeem themselves in the slightest bit. Not Because really, they no. have so much to make up for uh, over the last several, say, a solid five years of anti-user. Even longer than that, to be fair, probably ten years. But at least the last five years of really screwing over a lot of people and, mm -hmm. and uh, people's channels have seen their growth just completely flatten out and gone to nothing at this point in time if you weren't already big in 2015 2014 give or take then you haven't seen your channel grow in any capacity whatsoever yeah at this point in time any video that i've uploaded it gets virtually no views yeah whatsoever basically. it's like it's a good thing that i don't really do youtube for you know for the views because mm -hmm. i it, it wouldn't go anywhere yeah same with mine you know, I've been uploading a lot of my uh, Zelda randomizers lately, and again, the only people who watch them are the other people who were playing with me at the time. But it's like, you know, that's not the point. I put these out so that my friends can see, okay, this was my, you know, what I was doing while they were doing other things while we're in this shared world. Like, that's the only reason I even upload the videos, because, like, they're not going to get views either which ways, but it's more just so, you know, we have a four person party it's like okay so this is what this person was doing and this is what this person was doing we can see any of the weird quirky things that happen in that game you know yeah but yep yeah it, it's a thing uh don't know if there's much else to say about this one mm. uh i haven't seen or heard of anyone uh Outside the initial news that it's happened, it's pretty fresh. So I don't know. Uh, I'm waiting to see one of the people that I follow when it happens to them, how it works, especially these tools in the back end editor mm -hmm. uh, to remove the said con It does it actually go away, like it says, and they return to monetization like they, you know, like the system claims it to. Mm -hmm. I want to see how this actually works in yeah. real time with real, you know, a, a real example. But like I said, step in the right direction. Uh, doesn't quite redeem YouTube yet. They still got a mountain to climb. Oh, yeah. Uh, moving on to what would normally amount to Flash news. Uh, this past Sunday, uh, AMD has launched the Ryzen 3000 CPU line as well as the Navi uh, GPUs. 
Uh, to spare the technical jargon, uh, they're good. <laughs> they're real fast. Uh, the uh, the Ryzen 7 3700X and the Ryzen 9 3900X, um, when you price match them versus a uh, the comp- competing price matched Intel chip, they destroy the price matched Intel chip. Uh, when you uh, tech match them against the uh, tech matched Intel chip, the Intel chip is a smidge or three faster depending on what you're doing and the the program and the different circumstances in question, uh, while being significantly more expensive. So yeah, uh, that definitely was a, a smashing success. Uh, drivers are a little funny now for older gen motherboards, even though they still work because it's the same socket. Uh, that'll get better with time. I'm very tempted. <laughs> I uh, I do not have an AM4, so again, it would be for my next computer, but oh yes. Am I definitely got to throw an eyeball on these. Uh, the graphics cards, the uh, the uh, the RDNA, the, uh, I forget what the exact the names of them are. There's It's either the 5700 or the 5700 XT. I forget what the exact uh, nomenclature before the number is, but those two cards are thorough mid-range cards, that are decent, but they don't exactly blow anyone's skirt up. So it's kind of like the the CPU side, they completely blew it out of the water. They under-promised, over-delivered. Everyone's loving the new Ryzen stuff. Uh, and the GPUs are kind of just like, eh. And it's like, well, okay. <laughs> uh, that that happened this past Sunday. The um, And that was enough with that. Uh, I threw this in because this is funny. <laughs> Uh, but, oh, I heard about this. Yes, uh, EA's vice president of strategic growth uh, has uh, revealed how he still struggles with the public perception that EA is just a bunch of bad guys. Okay, that just shows how out of touch with reality this guy is. <laughs> no, in, in his counter is that EA Originals is a really great program. And it's kind of what I'm thinking is that, yes, it is. But does it mean just like YouTube, this new, you know, the manual claims thing? Mm. Okay, there's your one good thing. You got a mountain of shit to climb still. Yep. <laughs> it's just, it, it, that's, it's, um, uh, Matt Bibley is what is it, Bilby? How would you pronounce that? Bilby. Bilby. Yeah, Matt Bilby, uh, that's the executive in question. That's about the extent of this article because it's just, yeah. it's a funny, uh, okay. Uh, moving on to something good that did EA did do yep. is that uh, Shenmue 3 Steam Keys uh, will not be offered to backers at launch uh, you, the, uh, you, because due to the fact that it's now an Epic Game Store exclusive. Yep. Uh, following the news that Shenmue 3 developer WiseNet is, uh, will offer refunds for dissatisfied Kickstarter backers, uh, Epic Games uh, CEO Tim Sweeney announced that Epic will fund the cost of the Kickstarter refunds. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's a that's a good thing. That is definitely good. Uh, definitely I, more of epic flexing, but beyond sure that, thing. Yeah, definitely yeah. as well. The thing that, sh- that kind of blows my mind is how they couldn't see this to be a problem in the first place. Right. I know that seems very and out that of touch. and that goes both for epic and for Ysnet. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce that? Ysnet. I think so. Yeah, I think that's it's Ysnet. That's what I would pronounce it as. Um. Yeah, like how they d- either Eastnet. or Yeastnet, I'm not sure. It says Yeastnet. Yeastnet. Yeastnet, Yeastnet. Shenmue 3's developer. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know how any of them saw that this couldn't be a huge uh, disaster on their hands. Right, I know. They had to have known. Well, like, that's the problem no that way. my next conspira- my more conspiratorial side of my brain kicks over and goes, 
okay, they did it intentionally just to get, you know, the whole bullshit adage of there's no such thing as bad news <laughs> uh, and get their he- name in the headlines again. That's that's where my brain goes to with the how could they not see this problem? They obviously had to. Okay, then they did it on purpose. Yeah. It just uh, it. I don't understand it. I really don't. Yeah, it seems like a lot of these like devs and executives and everyone actually working on games is very out of touch with reality. Well, a lot of the thing that comes with executives is that a lot of the executives that are in the video game industry didn't uh, like before. There there was a time when a lot of the people that made video games in the uh, the eighties and nineties. Uh, they grew up, they, they developed stuff, and then they became executives. They understood the industry. They understood video yeah, games. Yeah. They understood uh, video game players. A lot of the executives that we got now from, like, I think, I don't know, rough guesstimate of 2007, 2008, and on till now, a lot of these executives that are coming into the roles now, replacing the said people that grew up in the industry, uh, don't know the industry. They don't know the the consumers. They don't know how games are developed or anything. They just know big business, how to make money. Yeah. You know the whole the whole adage of when you you know you make a new flavor of cheese and it's great. Okay, package it up and send more out the door. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't do that with video games. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. They don't understand it, and I think that's ultimately the disconnect that a lot of these executives nowadays have is yeah, they just yeah. do not understand the industry and the consumers. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Uh, anything else for this? Not really. Alrighty then. Moving on to. Uh, an interesting story that I did not know was a thing, honestly, but hmm. um, the developer of Alan Wake, Remedy, has acquired the publishing rights to Alan Wake. Really? I did not know they had it. It was actually Microsoft that had it. Hmm. They have acquired the publishing rights from Microsoft to uh, for Alan Wake, which is... An interesting move. Yeah, that is. I really like this, though, because mm-hmm. now it's all in-house remedy. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they obviously can uh, send it out to pub- be published third party. They can give limited licenses for people yeah, to publish, yeah, for other yeah. people to publish it. But this is an interesting move in the fact that they still are putting towards the franchise. I really like the fact that they now have it all in-house. Yeah, absolutely. I always hate it when a lot of the bigger uh, and Microsoft is one of the better ones about it, even though they still have their, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, IPs in uh, limbo and in purgatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be uh, Project Gotham Racing. I know that's the big one for you. <laughs> oh, that's and I don't think I don't notice that Forza Motorsports isn't stealing ideas from Project Gotham. Don't think I haven't noticed that. I <laughs> I know when I see it. Uh, but either which way, at least you know they're better at it. But certain developers like EA will take an IP and then destroy the the, the dev and then just lock the IP away forever. Uh, th- with this, with the actual, I'm, I love it when I see the d- original developers get their IPs back under their own umbrella. Absolutely. And furthermore, it also uh, leads to speculation, none of which has been confirmed, of an Alan Wake two. Oh, that would be so good. Oh, oh I'm so yes. ready. If for no that. one, if no one's played Alan Wake, it is great. Alan Wake is phenomenal. It's, it's such so a game. good. Yes, it is definitely one of uh, Remedy's best games. I know the. There've been a few in recent times that haven't been as good, but uh, like both Max Payne one and two and an Alan Wake are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and then I'm definitely still looking forward to their uh, Control, their newest shooter that's yeah, coming yeah, out soon. Yeah. I that looks really good. Mm-hmm. I've got high hopes for that. Yeah, 
And uh, I don't know if you'd be able to find a news article about it, but the thing with the uh, Nintendo with the Splatoon shirts, I think we should make mention of because that's Uh-oh. just specialness. I don't know if anyone's Here, actually can, written uh... any formal articles about it. But... Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay, go. It doesn't look like anybody's really talking about this in the context that I would be, but... Well, you can do your own thing. Yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> well, it's not like breaking anymore. It's already over, but... Yeah, so a while back when uh, Nintendo announced that Splatoon 2 is having its final Splatfest next week from the 18th to the 21st, they made mention that there were going to be some IRL t-shirts that would more or less match up with the in-game t-shirts for each of the respective teams, either Team Chaos or Team Order. Uh, the t-shirts went on sale two days ago, and uh, both sold out in less than a day. Now, people are ripping pissed about this on Twitter. I've been going over a lot of comments the past couple yeah, days. Because the one you wanted was already out of stock yeah, by the time one, you got there. The one that I wanted was the Team Chaos shirt. Uh, it was out of stock by the time I got home from work that night. I did manage to grab a Team Order shirt, but uh, like I checked back an hour later and that one was also completely and utterly sold out. So... <laughs> And the thing of it is, is that on the website and on all related social media, it says limited quantity only. So people are ripping pissed about this one. I'm hoping that they'll see the level yeah, of interest and, and put and, them and, back yeah, up on sale Maybe again. a second running, because obviously uh, if there's that many people that want the t-shirt. Oh yeah, like I've seen like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments about this on Twitter. <laughs> as long as they wait until you're at work and can't order it. I know, that's what I sent them on the other day. I'm like, watch, they're going to put the Team Chaos shirt back up on sale again and I'll be at work and I'll fucking miss it for the second time. Oh my god, I'd be so mad. But the, uh, the interesting thing as well is that I don't know, like, it's been a long while since I've ordered something from uh, store.nintendo.com is where these shirts were being sold. And apparently there's also some that are being sold in a store in New York City, but uh, I'm assuming they'll, they'll run through their stock very quickly as well. But um, yeah, it's been a while since I've ordered anything from that website. I ordered this shirt two going on three days ago now, and they've yet to actually take the money out of my account. It's still pending. Nice. So I'm like, did I actually get a shirt, or is it just like... You'll get a notification notification here early next week with, oh, sorry, we have to cancel your order. I know. I'm fully expecting it. Which will only add to the salt and rage. Oh, I would be so salty if I got that. Because I was looking at it, and I'm just like, wow, they haven't taken the money out of my account yet. Like, it still says... uh, order being processed on the status page and I'm just like did I actually get a team order shirt or did am I going to get that notification we'll find out I will keep you posted on that mm, yes because there would be immense levels of salt if that would be the case <laughs> well if that ends up being the case they almost would have to at that point in time at that point I would run. hope that they would have to order more shirts to be made because like there is obviously a very big market for these t-shirts like, I don't think they were expecting this level of interest, <laughs> but we will see. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. <laughs> Always a thing. Always to have salt ready for the internets. Yeah, it's like Nintendo just doesn't want to make money, I guess. Yeah, like, they, they always do these like super limited things that everyone wants one, and then they're like, yeah. oh, we're doing this one limited run, and that's it. I'm like, and no, they no, make no, like no, 50 no, 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 units. No. I know, it's like... 
No, if you're going to do something like this, you're going to have to expect to know that Splatoon 2 is a massive game with a massive following and that people are going to want these goddamn t-shirts. Because this is the first time, I think, ever that they've done IRL versions of Splatfest t-shirts. So that's really cool. Like, if they start doing this more for, like, maybe not every Splatfest, but for the big ones, like, they would make money hand over fist with this. Are you kidding me? Hmm. But we'll see what happens. I will let you guys know if I actually get my shirt or if I get that dreaded notification. Or you'll get your T-shirt and they gave you the wrong size and it's too small. I know. There's that as well. <laughs> the uh, Gotta keep it exciting. Because the other thing that has me mildly concerned as well is that not only is the money still pending in my account, but I never actually got a an order confirmation email either. I go to the website and I can click order status and it pops up immediately, but I never got an email confirming this, that the order has gone through. So we will see. Again, I'm very concerned. Keeping it interesting. Yep. As you should. <laughs> and that is all there is for news. Yep. Uh, not bad. Like I said, there really wasn't much going on other than a handful of things here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. Can you think of anything else? Not really. All right. Forum, we just set up the last show, so we're going to let that go till next show. Uh, there's only two responses, I've been told. Yes. So everyone needs to get on that. Absolutely. And I believe we now are going to be heading off to the review. Hey. It is now time for a review. Hey. Super Mario Maker 2. Yes. We've been playing it a smidge. Just a smidge, one could say. Uh, One can say, uh, yeah. So Super Mario Maker 2 on the Switch. Yep. Uh, What are your thoughts? It's interesting. Uh, I think it could have had a lot more features than it does, but I mean, I'm always down for more Mario Maker in yeah. whatever form it takes. I think I think they're going to take the same approach they did as the first one, and then there are going to be some updates to it in Probably, a similar yeah. aspect that they did for the other Mario Makers. We'll see what they come about. Yeah. Uh, there's probably going to be more special art styles. Obviously, you, the big mystery gap right yeah, next to Super 3D very, World. Yeah, there's a very suspicious gap next to 3D World, so I think there's going to be at least one more special art style i'm thinking probably uh super mario 2 is probably the most likely but i've also heard people say galaxy could be uh, a thing i don't know how galaxy could because that's a 3d well 3d world was also a 3d and they made it work so they could probably take different elements and enemies and things from galaxy to like but that's actual full 3d though yeah but I've heard people say they could do that. Uh, there are a couple other things, like uh, Super Mario Sunshine could be a really, really fascinating one that they could do as well if they did, like, beach themes and other no, I think it's um, that one. And by Super Mario 2, what you actually mean is uh, Doki, 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 Panic. Doki Doki Panic. Uh, or as if you mean Super Mario 2, you mean the Lost Levels. That's also the other big possibility, I think, is actually the Lost Level style. The only downside to the, the reason why I don't think it will, in fact, be the Lost Levels is because the Lost Levels is very similar to SMB1. It is very similar. I think it could be different enough, but we'll see. It, it has it has certain different it. elements for sure, but it does not have. Um, yeah, because if we're thinking like lost levels difference. as like the original, then yes, it would be identical to one. 
But I was thinking Lost Levels isn't like the actual remake of Super Mario The Lost Levels where it had a completely different upgraded art yeah. style. It's still very similar to SMB1, though. I it think is, yeah. for me, the, uh, the the Doki Doki Panic is the most likely that scenario. That is definitely the most Because there's likely. a lot That's of fascinating one. things that happened in that yeah, game. Yeah, I could definitely buy that one way more than any of the others. Like, they could do, you know, obviously Shy Guys were introduced in that game. They could do the bird on the rug that floated mm-hmm. around. Uh, there's a lot of those, things. That... Uh, those long jar things. Yeah, I, the, the, I know what you're like talking. The yeah, the, like the mushroom vase things. Yeah, they were that, like vases and they had snakes in them. Yeah, there's. Oh yeah, those those. I wasn't yeah, even thinking yeah. of that. I was thinking of like the uh, the solid object mushroom things that you could pick up and throw around. Oh no, no that's also a good point. No, I was thinking of the vases that you could actually go into. Yeah, there's also other weird elements in that as well, like quicksand. Quicksand is a good one they could introduce. <sighs> mm. Um, the. Uh, I forget if there was wind in that game or not. I I'm think not they sure. Might have been. I'm not sure. But, it's it's uh, been forever since I played forever. it. It's been forever. There's those flowers that shoot fire mm. in an arc that travel yeah. back and forth. Uh, but as far as Super Mario Maker 2, though, the new thing is, of course, uh, Super 3D World. Yes. Uh, the original 4R cells come back, though. Uh, the, the couple of big things that they've taken out of the game are going to be a lot of the more intricate Kaizo-like techniques. Yes. Um, we've covered this in light duty, but, like, you know, throwing uh, objects up, spin jumping, and then catching the object uh, again, like, stuff like that. Uh, the timing on the shell throw and bounce off it again thing it, is way more finite and super, super difficult now, mm-hmm. as if it wasn't beforehand. I know. Uh, and then the other thing is dropping stuff in lava and jumping off it once it hit again. It, there's some of the more advanced tech, more technical Kaizo-like things are um, have been removed by Nintendo. Uh, didn't slow down Panga in one bit. No, of course uh, not. <laughs> go on to uh, his Twitch and see some of the levels he's done. They are still ludicrous. Oh, I'm sure. It, like that man is a legend. He is I, something else. I do not understand how people of that caliber play. Like I it, it is beyond my realm of understanding and I make hard levels. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Panga the one who actually coined the term Kaizo? Yes. Yeah, Kaizo yeah, yeah, Mario yeah, yeah. was his He was he was the one he, he's the one who did the ROM hack of uh the uh, Pit of Panga. Yeah, Kaizo Mario was his ROM hack that he did and that's like what has since been, you know, anything that's super hard, super challenging, super technical, like, that's where that originally came from. So you know that that man is just insane. Yes. <laughs> He's a madman. He is nothing um, can stop him. Things that have been added, there's now, uh, there's now, oh, there's a lot more backgrounds now. Desert is yes. a thing. The snow. F- snow and ice. That, snow and ice. You were yeah. happy about that. Oh, I was so into uh, that. The forced. Of it's, I call it the Force of, Force Illusion, of Illusion because that's what it's best it known is. for yeah. in uh, Super uh, Mario oh. World. Yeah. Uh, but the problem being, though, is that uh, like Super Mario 3 in the Force World isn't the Force of Illusion. Yeah, it's uh, it's Pipe World. Pipe World. Yeah, World 7. So I'm like, ah. Yeah, I know. I wanted Force of Illusion mm-hmm. uh, for that, but I still use that anyway. Um, the, uh, what else are the things have they added? Oh, there's a there's Ooh, a lot. There's night side, mode. Night mode. Sideways thwomps. Sideways thwomps are fun. They are fun. <laughs> it's funny too because they look exactly like normal thwomps until you get close to them, so you can't actually tell if it's gonna <laughs> rush at you or if it's gonna drop down or what the story you, is. You gotta look at his his expression as you approach him. Yeah. Which is why I love to keep them off screen as you approach at high speed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
Yeah, but there's a uh, night mode. Like I said, night mode. The interesting thing with night mode is a lot of these uh, different backgrounds then affect the level in different ways. Yeah, like uh, the desert theme takes on high a wind. high wind storm. That like keeps switching. Uh, switch back and forth. Very hard to get timing down on jumps with that. Yes. Uh, ice world, everything becomes super, like, super ridiculously slippery. Everything. Which, by the way, going back to uh, the wind in the desert, it's funny because that is a thing in the Lost Levels. Yes, yes, it was that. Uh, but, yeah, the, the like I said, ice, everything gets slick. Uh, the underground mode, everything turns upside down, yes. which you don't <laughs> think is that bad until you realize how disorienting everything is. Ask me how I know. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, the, though. Uh, I know someone who's going to have to deal with it soon enough. I forget which background it is, but there's one that also induces low gravity. I think it's sky. Is it sky? Okay. I think it's sky. Yeah, that induces low gravity, which is also way more disorienting than you would expect because you mm. don't have the timing of jumps to yeah, where I, you're like, used to. And my biggest complaint with uh, New Super U and the uh, the things of the like is that the jumps are oddly floaty. Yeah. Well, low gravity mode well that's the ultimate amount of a that floaty is the jump ultimate floaty jump yeah so it's and then the, uh, in the forest the water turns to poison, poison which is fun which i believe the poison was first introduced in uh it wasn't new super you it was the one before that new super bros i think was the first time you saw actual poison which uh always fun instant kill just like lava yeah uh yeah, there's a lot of different things, but there's also like they, they oh, yeah the ghost house. You ghost only have house. a tiny circle of light around you. Yes, <laughs> it's still not as dark as you would like it to be, though. It is true. It is a little bit annoying with that because I've already made a level in you know the ghost your house first dark level, mode, and a lot of enemies and items also get little glows around them, so it's not quite as you know dark as you would expect it to be. It's not as mean as you would make it. Exactly. Like, there's a lot of things that you can put in that level that, you know, are still very surprising to see, but, you know, certain other things where you can see just a circle of a wiggler coming at you, and it's like, oh, okay, so there's a thing over there. Yeah. But, yeah. and the uh, the basic, uh, you know, what would you call flatlands terrain at night? Oh, yeah, just regular ground. Just regular ground terrain at night turns the mushroom evil. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Oh, it's so that, funny. That is so tense. There's a level that where it chases you. There's several of them, to be fair. Mm -hmm. And it's just it is the most tense thing you've never known. It really oh. is. It's it's basically the Green Demon Challenge, but in a you know in a more legit fashion, in, yep. in, in, in an intended fashion. Yep. Because the poison shroom will actually uh, follow you. Follows you like gravity, and it'll even jump too. It will, yeah. Uh, so it follows you. It it's does. Just, it's so funny. I love it. The amount of tension that that creates, and then all the like regular mushrooms and other things go away from you. Yes. In this thing, it's just it's really weird. <laughs> uh, kind of unfortunate though that it doesn't happen all the time. Like you can't select the poison shroom whenever you want it. I know that would be fun. I think. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing though that I I just finished up my second level and I'm clearing it now and I dingused hard during the clear of it. I actually did the full pull this morning after about an hour and a half. And then during my first checkpoint, I was like, oh, and I got confused. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, I screwed. I'm gonna, and I go out of the clear check run. I go back in, and I know as soon as I go in and look at it and make her, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong. I just forgot where I was. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it all. Uh, but no, the, my current level, there's certain things that are oddly out of the game that mm -hmm. we can hope come in later. Um, the fire bro is in the game 
only for Super Mario World. Which is weird. It's, or not Super uh, Mario World. It's Super Mario, World. Super Mario 3D World. Excuse 3D me. 3D World, yeah. 3D World only, which is the bizarre because I know the sprite exists for Super Mario 3. I would have loved to have it for this it one. And also, I was... What's the Fire Emblem world? Now I'm doubting myself, but I know many sprites of it exist. I know for a fact it is in Super Mario 3. It is definitely. I think that's where it was first introduced. Was yeah, three. I think it was. Because what it was, where I think it is, is it was um, uh, the Desert Land, uh, World 2. Um, after you, uh, if you got the hammer out of a chest, yeah. in the upper right-hand most corner, there was a block there that you could destroy that was that was at the borderline. And it area. led to a secret area with like a three, uh, with a Roman numeral three in water typed out and there was one hammer bro in there you can go into there and that was the fire bro that was the fire bro um, yeah. i know every secret in super three it's true you inside have that out game nine inside ways to sun ways <laughs> i know that entire game yep um but that's i so i knew it was in there and i would love to have had it for this as well as also the boomerang bro yeah that would have been fun too because of the desert theme it, yeah th they were in the desert theme a whole lot and it would have made more sense yeah because i know for a fact that the uh the Boomerang Bro exists in both the 3D style and in Super 3. So they would have just had to have made it for Super 1 and Super World. Yeah, I know. Just hopefully one thing, they they get it in time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's other things that I wish it could do, but that was a bit more high-level stuff. Like, I would love to be able to change the music based on what panel you're on uh, and not just in a designated area yeah, yeah like a lot of the sound effects you can put in but they're only in that one small area and when you go about 10 spaces away it goes back to the original music mm -hmm. uh the other thing is is that i would like like the underground level i would like to change that to the ghost house music yeah things like that aren't possible but mm -hmm. again it's for what you can create with what you have is amazing it is uh I believe it was said on Twitter just the other day that they passed uh, two million uploads already that doesn't surprise me yeah i know it's still cool though yeah, the level of creativity people have with this game is unreal. You know, it's so good. On the Switch itself, the game runs great until we haven't tried it, but until you, uh, I've seen it done a uh, multiplayer. Mm, yes. Very <laughs> jank. Oh, very jank. I don't know if this is a network thing or if it's a Switch problem. Uh, I would assume it would be a network thing. I think that's what it is. Because the Switch can do a lot of things without lagging. Hmm. I think what it is is it, it is a network thing that as soon as like one person drops out of the uh, of the map, uh, then it seems to run a whole lot better from mm. what I've seen. Uh, but the multiplayer is an interesting concept, definitely very hectic. It kind of becomes silly, though, when everything is a slideshow. <laughs> oh, I mean, it really gives you time to plan out your moves. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> And then the uh, as far as creating levels on the Switch itself, uh, what is your thoughts? I like it. It's uh, I mean it's kind of more of the same because it feels very similar to the way it did on the uh, the Wii U gamepad. Uh, the only problem though being is that it's uh, a little clunkier in the fact that it do it doesn't come with a stylus. The Switch doesn't yeah, come with a stylus. Yeah, that is the biggest thing is that the. Uh, the Switch does not come with its own stylus like the Wii U did. Uh, we actually bought styluses yes. for our Switches, and that was, made life a million times oh, better. Oh, it's so much better. I uh, I bought it off of Amazon. All uh, Anyone can go to Amazon and search for uh, Digiroot uh, 2 in 1 stylus, and it should come up. Yep. Uh, it is. Uh, it comes with a bunch of tips with it as well. It's black. Mm. It, it works great. It's, it works really uh, because the great. switch screen is not a resistive touchscreen. It is a capacitive touchscreen, so you need yeah. a special type of stylus in order to work with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Digiboot doesn't. It's not even that terribly expensive. 
Um, and it works great. It works, it works really good. I know. I love like, it that a lot. That definitely makes level creation a lot yes, easier. Because when you're doing handheld, when you're doing it with either the uh, the sticks and buttons and what have you, either on handheld or on the TV docked mode, uh, level creation in that manner is very clunky. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't happen as smoothly. With, when you're doing it with a touchscreen with your finger, the problem that I have is I, I suffer from sausage fingers. So. <laughs> I, it, it just doesn't, you know, seem to... See, uh, that's not something I struggle with, so it wasn't as big of an issue with me, but... With a stylus, though, with the fine point, it it's so much better. It, is it definitely, definitely a works a whole lot easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's more Mario Maker. That mm-hmm. is still a very good thing. Absolutely. Uh, and that's the other thing why I, I'm trying to play... Like, when I go into a level I had... My current level that I'm that I've already unleashed is more or less what i would like it to be other than the fact that music in certain areas isn't the way i want it but then again i don't quite have the tools in place to do what i would like to do but mm-hmm. okay so i have to compromise on that and yeah. then the obviously not being the force of illusion instead it's pipe world yeah um that's okay with my second one though it's like i said there's uh there's certain enemies that i would like to put in and i had to put in different enemies in different places so it it still works. It's still not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's way easier than my first one, though. <laughs> uh, but this, my second level is hilarious, though, because I'm using the desert theme. Again, I did Super Mario 3 because I wanted to do the desert theme because the desert in uh, Super Mario World is uh, the uh, the we are is it the cocoa mountains or what is it called? Yeah, it's uh, chocolate mountain. Chocolate mountain. That's what it is. That's that art style. Uh, so I used Super 3 twice, but my next one's going to be Super 3D World. But my current level that I'm currently trying to clear, though, it's hilarious. It's called Out of the Frying Pan. <laughs> and it is um, the tagline in the description is going to be, don't worry, though, it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. <laughs> I was I, I was grinning when I thought of that. I was like, oh, this oh, is great. This is great. This is going to be great. Yeah, you can tell he was very proud of himself because he, like, immediately came and found me and was like, hey, I, I got to tell you this thing that I thought. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going to be good in, the, in that case. See, uh, the thing with Millennium is you always know when he's really proud of himself because he gets this grin and you just know <laughs> a mile away, like, oh, God, he's got an idea and he's really proud <laughs> and, of and it. And that's the thing is that I've seen different things from different levels that other people – so like, here's the other thing. When Mario Maker first came out, the first one, even when we got into it, how long has it been? Was it a month or two that it had been out when we got the Something Wii U? Like that, yeah. uh, there was a lot of the, a lot of the early Mario Maker stuff. A lot of people would just start stacking enemies and making yeah, these ridiculous yeah, yeah, yeah. chaos levels, um, or they would be very barren and, and a little poke here and there, and not a lot going on. Super Mario Maker Two, right out of the gate, from the like as the original Mario Maker went, the creativity came in and a lot of the really good level creators came out of the woodwork. And Yeah, because like a lot of the super well-known creators, especially like, you know, Rubber Ninja, Gerard, mm. the Completionist, all of them, like as soon as they saw that Gerard, they were like, I'm already plotting and they actually like made out different things yeah. like on streams. Yeah. Where it was like, already planning like on graph paper Robin Ninja did this he's like he took out a piece of graph paper and it was like okay we're gonna plan he, out a he's level. an artist as it is so he yeah, draws yeah, he's anyway a so. fantastic artist but yeah he literally was on stream one day he was like okay I'm gonna design a level for Mario Maker 2 like a month in advance and literally did step by step he's like okay if this is in it's gonna be like this if it's not then we'll do it this way and it was like more or less had the whole plan in place for like a month ahead of time. Yeah. And then as soon as the game dropped, it was like, it did stream, like, I think at midnight, that night that it dropped, it was like, okay, let's get to it. And 
put it into action and off to the races. Yeah. Uh, the big thing, though, is that not even to, like the big ticket creators, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Gerards and the and the Rubber Ninjas and the what have you and the Pangas and the what have Panga, you. Panga, yeah. The, the, just general people in general, like a lot of the random levels that we've come across in both either what we've been playing for the playthrough that mm-hmm. we've been doing uh, or uh, just in general, a lot of the stuff we've come through is that a lot of people right out of the gate already have an idea of well, how to create levels yeah, and yeah, how to get, yeah. get a flow going and a theme. And there's just so much creativity in the uh, in what people have done. We've mm-hmm. seen like one of the most interesting levels that uh, we've uh, we've come across though during the playthrough yet it's not been posted yet is a level called True Friendship. Yeah, that um, was a really good one. I don't have my Switch me right now, so I couldn't give you the code uh, for it. But it is and it's a super easy level. There's nothing super hard about it. There's one bit though that's a little quirky about with the with the on off switch and the. Uh, uh, which is, by the way, a new feature that everyone yeah, loves to death. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest new feature is the on-off switch. That everyone loves. It <laughs> really is fantastic. Uh, there's a little thing with conveyor belts and the on-off switch that it's not as... It doesn't work 100% as intended. Mm-hmm. But you can cheese your way through it, though. Cause yeah, I, yeah, I, I was yeah. looking at the whole time, and, we, and you can, but it, it just... For such an easy level, it's still such an amazing thing because it tells a story. And it's it just does. so good. Yeah, yeah. The level of creativity right out of the gate mm-hmm. is just shocking to me. And the two other levels that we played on the playthrough, I don't know if they've been posted no, yet No, probably or not, not. Is uh, somebody recreated two levels from The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And they were so good because I knew immediately... Like, okay, this room represents this. And then he's like, then you go here. And, okay, I see what they were going for. This it, equates to this. And this is, you except, know, this part of, course, of the level. they got the wrong code, though. <laughs> except for that, yeah. The uh, the Deku Tree level was, you know, 23 is number one. That is, I knew immediately. It's like, okay, I know that that's the code. You're like, oh, is there any other combination? Like, no, 23 is number one. That is the thing. And what did I say? Try other combinations. Yeah, 231. That is the code for Deku Tree to get to Queen Goma. So that was like the one little hiccup he had there, but I got through. What was it? I it was three twenty one, three two one. I think. Yeah, it was. they had them just mislabeled. They had three, two, and one mislabeled for which ones she had to do in which order. Yeah. But no, it's like I know this game inside and out. Two, three, one is that code, and so we did it. It's like we got through it eventually, but mm. no, their first one that they did, that uh, the first one that we played of theirs, was they recreated Dongo's Cavern. And that was, like, spot on. I knew immediately what they were going for with every single thing. It's like, okay, this is what this room is. Okay, now you go here. And, yep, there's the bridge. There's where you drop the bombs down. There's where, you know, you drop the staircase down. Here's the room with the statues. It's like you can tell immediately what they were going for, and it was so good. Yeah, again, the creativity out of this game is just its really special. It really is. Uh, I'm loving it a lot. We're creating levels as well. Yep, I have um, two done already, and you are on your second one. I'm clearing my second one, yep. which I should have been able to clear it already. I just dingused hard. <laughs> I actually did the full pull in 90 minutes, and I couldn't believe it. And then I back out of it because, oh, no, wait. Uh, and then I go, and I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And then it was like another two hours and I couldn't do it. And I'm like, and then it was like this morning. And then I'm like, I got to go to bed. (laughs) 
So I still got to clear that. My next level, though, is going to be Super 3D World. I'm going to poke around in that. I have an idea for a level that's going to be hilarious. I don't think it's going to be terribly difficult. I say that now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be themed after my workplace. Yep. And I'm going to call the level Distribution Warehouse. Yep. <laughs> and it's going to be awesome because... from other things that people that I've seen of different elements and how things react together, they keep giving me ideas for other levels that Mm -hmm. I can do. Yeah, make sure your distribution warehouse has a strict time limit, though, because you got to move fast. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to play with it because, you know, because this thing with distribution warehouse is that in Super 3D World, there's clear pipes and there's boxes and conveyor belts, Mm -hmm. and the boxes move on the conveyor belts, and as soon as they get to a clear pipe, they into a a clear pipe, and they start... You should be able to walk from one end of the building to the other in 10 minutes. What's your problem? 10 minutes? (laughs) kind of production schedule are you working on you got 10 seconds that's it um but no it, it, it's gonna it's uh, it's gonna be so funny it's <laughs> it's more of like a joke level yeah than I, I don't think it's going to be t- i say that now again terribly hard but who knows uh but it's just hilarious i think i'm even going to use the 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 back pain is and we didn't even mention this the, another new thing is that you can have a vertical pain yeah uh, which can be as long as the uh horizontal pain can be as long so that yeah. is a good thing that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't limit how the, the length of it, mm-hmm. you know, it can be still as tall as the, you know, horizontal one is as wide. Yeah, that is good because that was one thing for the original Mario Maker that we really wanted was a vertical plane. Mm-hmm. And now we have that and it's like, oh, God, it's so good because my uh, I'm working on a third level right now, which is uh, very heavily dependent on the vertical plane. That's hopefully going to turn out well. I only just started working on that, but... Yeah, and then I've got a couple of ideas. The problem that I have mm-hmm. is that I've seen like a half dozen or so different ideas that I could use for a sequel to the Koopa Troopa catastrophe. Yeah. This should not be good news for anyone listening <laughs> because that is my hardest level. Yeah, that's the only level of that I never finished. Have ever made. It, l- l- there's one guy in Japan that has beaten it. Yep. It's got a 0.14% completion rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is nasty. And uh, the fact that I was even able to do it myself is shocking. Uh, the fa- Again, I recorded it. It's on my uh, the clear check run. Which, by the way, the Haunted Cavern 2, my first level, I have that clear check run up already. Uh, and then uh, I'm also recording for this clear. I'm, I do for all the clear check runs. Just in case. You never know. I don't know if... Uh, if I would be able to use that as evidence if Nintendo ever tried to take a level down because, oh, this isn't possible, and I could be like, er? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that would gain any traction whatsoever, but I do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, as proof that, yes, it is doable. <laughs> um, so that it, but I've seen so many different things between the on-off switches, different ways that different items react with things, how I could potentially use... Uh, to, you know, uh, get stuff through mm-hmm. uh, and do a sequel to the catastrophe, which yeah. would be very difficult. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Yep. So needless to say, we're enjoying it. <laughs> mm, very much so. Uh, is there anything else you need to say about Mario Maker 2? I'm sure we could. I'm, I'm sure, sure we yes. could go on for a while yet. Mm. There's a lot of uh, creativity. If we were smart and planned ahead, we could uh, have our creator codes ready now to uh, actually give to people right now on the podcast. And unfortunately, we're not. So we're going to have to put it in the description. Smart. Yeah. 
<laughs> it'll be in the description of this show. Uh, good thing though that I think is uh, we're all happy about is that the both level codes and, and first off, a a creator themselves has a code that you can just give a code, and then that all their stuff pops up yes. uh, with uh, that. And then furthermore, each of the level codes as well, they're only nine digits long instead of mm-hmm. the what twenty, twenty five, or however long yeah, the yeah, originals yeah. were, which were you know those mile long codes. Mm. And, uh, oh, before we wrap up here, one thing, very important. Uh, if anybody can tell us if the creator called Frank is making levels yes. for Super Mario Maker 2, please somehow get us his creator check, code. Check Dark Gods it's Twitter. It's on my Twitter. Yes. I have a picture of his name and Wii U. and uh, avatar Netherlands. from the first game. And I desperately want to know if he is making content he for the second has one. To be. Because he his levels has were to be. so good. I he was loved by his levels. our original playthrough of Super Mario Maker, we came across one of his levels randomly and it was spectacular. His levels and were so we checked great. it and he had like forty levels and we couldn't even get through them all and just the level of creativity mm-hmm was astonishing is one of the best creators we've seen that isn't a big well-known super creator exactly um the it just oh, i would imagine that he is in um he is making levels in but su- we don't super know two but new, we don't know what it is we don't know what his new creator tag is yes um so yeah there's a couple of minor problems that i would definitely say that need improvement definitely um a search functionality for yes. levels that you can actually search for names or uh, with either for creators or for levels. Yes, that would that be would, That would be nice. Uh, and then also, uh, the when you upload a level, the description that you're allowed it for a level is 75 characters. It ah, goes by real a quick. A little thin. Could be slightly bigger. 120 maybe. I don't know what the magic number would be, but definitely it needs to be a smidge bigger. And then furthermore, the level tags themselves. Yes, severely lacking. Um, the... The troll move that a lot of troll levels are doing now is that regardless of how long they are, which they usually are long, they always put the short and sweet tag on everything. Yep. And it's just like mm, there's just far too many ta- uh, tags to choose from. There's not a there needs to be a super expert tag so you can tag that yourself and just automatically enter yourself into that so that mm-hmm. people know going in. There needs to be a lot more descriptions going on. Yep. Um The tags are very limited mm-hmm. and need to be expanded. And then really outside of different other enemies and what have you that I'd like to see eventually. The reciprocating saw would be nice. Mm-hmm. Dark, I would like uh, the dolphin. dolphin thing. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, there's a lot of um, stuff, you know, other than that, there really isn't much technically wrong with it. Obviously, multiplayer network could, could be better, but we don't play multiplayer, so. Yeah. I don't even know if either of us will even bother to poke into it. Eh, maybe if some of my friends want well, to, here's I might. The thing. We'll we'll tell ourselves we might check it out, but we probably won't. It depends for me if my friends want to or not. I might hop in with them, but that's about it. I don't mm. play with randos if I can af- possibly avoid it. Yeah, but then there lies the problem though is that you can't uh, go into multiplayer with the friends. As of right now, they are working on that. They that are working on confirmed. that though. So yes, mm. they are confirmed to be working on that patch that allows you to play with friends online. So as of right now, you cannot, but in the future, you will be able to. Mm, yes. And the last thing I'll say before giving a rating is that the uh, in Super Mario 3D World, when Mario becomes a cat, he does a butt wiggle. He does. It's so funny. I love it. Mm, it's so good. And like whoever did that knows they definitely have a cat. They definitely have a cat. <laughs> mm. Oh, no. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so uh, buy it now. Buy it now. 100%. Right, yeah. It's, de- it's unlimited Mario. 
if you come across a level that you just that isn't well designed, you just move to the next one. There's exactly. thousands. Like I said, we just passed the two million upload mark. There is more yes. than enough to choose and, from. And it doesn't even mean that you have to always do the super expert. You know, the the Dan Reicherts yeah. and the uh, the Pangas. Now there have been and plenty the... of levels that I have come across. If you look in uh, on my creator tag, in I think it's either favorites or levels played. I forget which, but there are a lot of levels that I've been playing recently that are just really, really well designed, really nice, not complicated, but just really awesome levels. And then there are mine. And then there are yours. Yes. See, that's the problem is that I don't know my own limits. Uh-huh. Uh, I make some really hard Dan Reichert like levels that are do. just nasty. Mine are uh, significantly less so. Mm. Uh, my second level is, and I don't know if you wanted to start with this one or not. Whenever we finally get around to sure. recording more playthrough, but you can start with the out of the frying pan. Yeah, that one's definitely significantly easier okay. than the uh, than the, the haunted cavern two. The haunted cavern two is pretty gnarly. Nowhere near the hardest thing I've ever made because obviously the catastrophe is just mean. Yeah, probably this coming Tuesday we'll be able to record more. We'll Tuesday see how awake I am. Yeah. Because uh, Tuesday and Thursday are the two super free days next week. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's that. I don't think there is much else to be said about that. Our creator codes for Super Mario Maker 2 are going to be in the description. Hey. Uh, as well as I'll also link to the playlist for the playthrough that we are doing. We came, Like I said, we came across some super fun levels that mm-hmm. are just amazing. Like it, Some harder than others, but just the creativity is astonishing where how some yeah, people the, come up uh, with the stuff they come up with i don't understand it yeah i was very impressed with the zelda levels i hope mm. that he's gonna keep doing those because so far he's done uh the deku tree and he's done dodongo's cavern i hope the next thing down the pipeline is gonna be jabu jabu because that would be really fun to explore as well to see how he did those different things mm. uh yep and i don't believe there's anything else so we should head on off to the final thoughts Okay, final thoughts. Hey. What do you have? Uh, a very stubborn Landorus that will not shine. <laughs> it knows. Yeah, Landorus being a bit of a fish. I've been trying to soft reset for him for the past couple of yeah, weeks. But no, here's my question, though. Who is more stubborn, him or Marie? Mm, I don't know. Marie's definitely getting up there. <laughs> Marie is very stubborn. Marie is our cat, by the way, one of the yeah, new kittens. Yeah. Um. The most stubborn cat we've ever owned. Absolutely, 100%. Mm. She is full-on diva mode. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Anything else going on? Not really. Food. Food. Yes, yeah. Food. Definitely food. Uh. Very important because I am starving. Yep. Uh. We have been watching a lot of other people play Mario Maker on uh, the YouTube's. Yep. Uh. We have been we have been lacking on anime because absolutely yeah a lot of factors because we obviously. got a side railed originally by Oxygen not included. And now we are. Which is a good more, side railing. Which is a good side railing. Yes. That game is fascinating. A new upgrade, by the way. I think a new update for Oni is coming out this week. I don't know if it's live yet or not. I don't know. I'd imagine it might be. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, I believe the game is officially launching in this next upgrade. I think they are coming out of early access, which is going to be really cool. Okay. Uh, the new upgrade, though, is uh, the launch upgrade, is what yeah, I think it's Yeah, launch like? upgrade. That's what it is. Okay, that's why they call it that. That's that makes why they sense. call it the yes. launch upgrade. The game is coming out of early access after mm. like two or three years, I or think. Or something at this like point. that. It, yeah. yeah. The makes the game significantly harder. Right, I know it's gonna be interesting to see. We, if, uh, uh, we're we're watching a YouTuber called Grind This Game. Is his uh, the YouTube ch- channel? Um, he knows what he's doing with oxygen not included, and, and he's is struggling. struggling with this new upgrade. 
Oh boy! Holy shit! <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh boy! When you it's kind of the same thing happened to KOS during the point seventeen upgrade when she started Factorial point seventeen. Yeah, she also got her teeth kicked in. Yeah, because <laughs> all of a sudden out of nowhere, the problem is that I'm an expert. I know what I'm doing. Let's just this in the and all of a sudden whack you get the slip the, the shit slapped out of you. Yeah. Uh, both well you know with KOS on point seventeen and then grind this game on this new launch upgrade. It, it suddenly it's like oh boy. Uh, where did this difficulty come from? I know. So we've been watching that, and then we uh, obviously since my Mecca two came out, we've been watching a lot of people play that. Mm. We've uh, we've been following Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, uh, Patrick Opeck is back with his Game Grumps mornings. Game Grumps as uh, well. I'm going to be as soon as he opens up. Uh, Patrick Opeck opens up his PO box. He is getting a uh, fan mail postcard. A postcard. Uh, we sent him during when he did his original thing three or whatever years ago with mm. Mario Maker when it. Towards the end of his run, when it was starting to fall, we sent him the postcard for the Haunted Cavern. Yes. By sheer chance, it was the Haunted Cavern. And he <laughs> played it for all of maybe two minutes, and it was the end of his stream, and he never got back to it. Yeah, because um, that was when he was kind of winding down from winding, winding Yeah, it was winding it. So we're going to be sending him a postcard. I'm going to have the, uh, uh, the short story of, yes, we sent you a postcard for the Haunted Cavern. Uh, you played it at this episode for two minutes and did not get back to the rest of it. Here's the sequel. Uh, uh, it, it's okay, though. You're at the end of your run for Mario Maker 1. Don't worry, though. Here's the sequel. <laughs> it's, uh, mm, yes, The Haunted Cavern 2 is a nasty piece that is coming to a dark god near you. Mm, mm. I'm hoping we can record on Tuesday. It depends yes. on how awake you are. Though, to be fair, though, is that you're going to have a significantly easier time with the Haunted Camera 2 because the checkpoints are there. I yeah. had to do the full pull. Oh, yeah. That's the thing with that's always with Mario Maker is that you can put checkpoints in, but then you have to clear start to finish and then from each of the checkpoints to yes. finish. Yeah, there's a checkpoint on each pane, uh, the front pane and the, ro- and the rear pane, um, and... You have to go from the first checkpoint clear you have to do is from the front pane and then from the rear pane is the second checkpoint. And you have to clear from all three points. Or if you don't have any checkpoints like the catastrophe, then you just yeah, from the yeah, beginning. Yeah. And then everybody has to do the full pull. But, yeah, the full pull on some of my levels are just brutal. <sighs> yeah, the, the full pull on the Haunted Cavern 2 took me nine hours. And then it was no, – no, let me rephrase that. It took eight hours. And then within the matter of 45 minutes later, both the other checkpoints were done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like literally it was that big of a difference Yeah. to start from checkpoints. So when you when you play it after the fact, you're like, okay, it's not that bad. The full pull is bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's even knowing what you're doing. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, like the out of the frying pan is way easier because I pulled that mm-hmm. full pull off in 90 minutes and then I screwed myself over. <laughs> By forgetting where I was and what I needed to do. But yeah, the uh, it'll be interesting too because on Tuesday uh, I don't go into work until four p.m. that Wednesday. So as soon as you're awakening, you get going. We can pretty much just go because you have the AC on, so we won't be that late. Yeah. Noise. Uh, and yeah. AC is necessary in this uh, heat and humidity because we are definitely thoroughly into summer. Yeah, because the AC then helps drown our voices out for our parents sleeping next door, so we can just kind of get to the keep going. There. Yeah. Uh, I don't imagine we we record too late though either which way. Yeah. But uh, that is a thing, and uh, like I said, food, anime. Um, I have actually seen two anime uh, that I haven't completed yet, but um, I saw the first episode of one anime that was so bad, the worst first episode that I've ever seen that I actually dropped the series outright and then went <laughs> to another anime which is significantly better. 
the enemy that I dropped was one that I was really looking forward to. It's one of those things when you hear the subject matter, you're like, how could they possibly screw that up? Well, gee, <laughs> they found a way. They found uh, a way. Magical Girl Spec Ops Asuka uh, got dropped after one episode for me because the to put it in as many terms as I can, it was just schizophrenic. The first episode was all over the fucking place. You didn't you like they didn't establish what they're doing, why they're doing, who's what is going on. Like there's so it's like a matter of twenty subjects in twenty four minutes or something like that. I didn't actually count, but it was just all over the place. It's just so freaking bizarre. Of a, it just lacked any semblance of storytelling structure. And I'm just like, I don't really like. They talked about a war that happened in the past. They only flashed through a few things of it, but then they they were talking about, oh, there's one coming up in the future, but they weren't even talking about that. It was just a really weird zero point episode where nothing happened, and it just it can, left you confused. It just it just really, uh, I was I was looking forward to that one too because uh, older magical girls with guns. Come on, how do you screw that up? <laughs> they found a way. It's just really bizarre. Uh, the other one that I did then pick up, though, is one that I've heard a lot of mixed things for. I dropped it off my list, but then I heard from someone else that it was uh, other things happened. I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. I finally started watching. It was uh, Chivalry of a Failed Knight, which that one I've seen the first two episodes for. Hilarious. It's so funny. The, the main guy and girl already act like they're married. It's hilarious. It's so fun. Uh, oh, for uh, Algazero says uh, that... Uh, Asuka, apparently it's supposed to get better. Oh, oh the Sundari Fire Magical. Yeah, that's that's uh, uh, Chivalry of a Failed Knight. That is that. Uh, the the uh, but For Asuka, though, the problem, though, that I have is that there's so many things that I can watch and play is that I don't have time to, oh, it gets better in five episodes on a 12-episode series. I have too many other things I could be doing, so... But yeah, the uh, the uh, Stella Vermillion is definitely a uh, uh, they they made it. They wanted a Rios clone, but then wanted something slightly different, so they made it more pinkish hair instead of red. But it's same thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, no, the 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 Chivalry of a Fell Knight was great. I love. I'm liking that so far. I'm definitely going to continue with that. And I dropped uh, Metrical Girl Spec Ops Asuka. It's just that was such a bizarre first episode. Uh, and I don't believe there's anything else for me from for anime. Uh, we need to watch a lot of things. I know this. We keep getting derailed by other things. This is the problem. It's too, like it's a good we problem have to have. Too many things that we need to do, and it's not enough good, time to do them. It's a good problem to have, but a problem nonetheless. Uh, yeah. Rising of Shield Hero. We have to get around to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, before anything else, we need to finish Inuyasha. Inuyasha. We got to get back to that. Because um, we, I think we were halfway. We're about yeah, half, we're about halfway through no, the second season. Yes. No, we're halfway through what Netflix has available. We're yeah, just yeah. getting into the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so loving that, but then we just got derailed by Oni, and now Mario Maker Two is out. And, you know, uh, and so then I have Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I yes. gotta get to that. There's uh, Rise of Industry. I gotta get to that. I know. Uh, There's so many things. <laughs> we're still doing Mario Maker Two. Uh, <coughs> what else is there? The, There's. Uh, I just started playing The Witcher Three. Yes. Uh, There's a bunch of games that I've gotten off Epic. Oh yeah, starting today, free on Epic, Torchlight. One of my favorite games ever. Yes. Are you uh, me? Zero. Yes, I did get Bloodstained. I uh, I had a uh, I was one of the Kickstarter backers for it. I finally figured out and tracked down where the hell the, the code was. To uh, they never actually sent me an email saying, "Oh, hey, by the way, this is ready for download." Um, I had to go track it down. And I did find that page. I did get the code. It is downloaded and installed on my PlayStation Four. I have not played it in any capacity whatsoever. And. Uh... 
So yeah, it's like, you've got a lot of games, I've got a lot of games. Then, like I said, there's Rising of Shield Hero. There's, uh, I don't know, is Fruits Basket done yet? I think the Japanese run is. I think there's a few more weeks left for the English dub. Yeah, because that is one I absolutely definitely want to check out. Uh, I've heard good things from it. I have This as remake well, yeah. sounds like very promising. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a bunch of stuff from this season. Fruits Basket is one of them. Uh, there's a handful of things. But then there's Rising of the Shield Hero. There is Isekai Quartet. Literally today finished. The last dubbed episode came up, so that is ready to go. Yep. <laughs> I think Shield Hero is as well already. Uh, if anyone out there in the interwebs knows where the hell the English dub for um, the Ancient Magus Bride the Ancient Magus Bride disappeared to in the Crunchyroll Funimation split up divorce catastrophe where the fuck is the dub because Funimation did the dub and Crunchyroll has dubs and, and subtitles for like every language under the sun except for English and yep. it's just like <laughs> Where it's did true, this go? They have so many other languages, but they do not have the English dub anymore. Yeah. They have Portuguese, they have Russian, there's Spanish, there's German, and it's like... Isn't there something, on the, one of the weird ones, like Lithuanian? Lithuanian or something like, like that. It's like, where the fuck is that coming from? No English, though. What? We, we definitely screwed over that, because we could have watched it for the longest time, and then we didn't, and then it went, I'm like, it was one of the things that I was not expecting to disappear off the face of the planet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was one of their really popular shows. Yes, and it was. And I still would like to watch it, but again, where's the dub? Yep. I have no idea where the dub went. Uh, Funimation has lost its mind. In the last year and a half, maybe even two years, the quality of their dubs has really fallen off. Uh, they used to be extremely like the... And I know a lot of people, some people will disagree with how it was dubbed, but the uh, the... Uh, what the hell is it called? The uh, the Dragon Maid, the Miss oh, Kobayashi's Dragon Ms. Maid. Kobayashi's, Some yeah. people are angry because of how the the localization was, but that was the last super high quality performance dub that they've done. Since then, they've just kind of been phoning it in. It is. It's true. Um, it's kind of disappointing to see the level of voice actor and actress that they have there. That it just kind of has gone downhill to the point of being phoned in. Right now, Sentai Filmworks and High Dive are killing it. Absolutely. Their dubs, like, again, Princess Principle is one of the best English dubs I've seen in a very long time. It's true. That and show was so good. People, the the actresses uh, of the main characters were from, like, Texas and West Virginia and uh, a couple other, and they're doing English-British accents. Yeah. And it was really good. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it worked. It did. Uh, that's the thing. So yeah, there's a lot to watch. Uh, but yeah, Funimation is definitely losing their minds. That is for sure. Yeah, Princess Principle was so good. That's probably one of my yeah. favorite animes we've seen recently. Recent memory, definitely. Princess Principle is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still. Oh yeah, Made in Abyss, the Made Wandering Abyss. Twilight movie. Where the hell is that? It's like it is coming out everywhere except in our area. It's true. <laughs> I've been constantly checking the website. I have no idea when it's coming out. The the main movie for Bondrude is coming out in January 2017, but then again, if hopefully that comes to our area. Hopefully. Uh, we're definitely going to see that. Uh, and I don't know if th- there's a lot. There's a lot of anime to watch. I know that for a fact. Oh, yeah. Uh, we need to sit down and fig- figure out what we are and are not watching together, so that I way <laughs> I can also coordinate what I'm watching. I know. We just have so many other things that we're trying to do all at once. Again, it's a good problem to have. I think uh, what the hell's it called on high dive is one that we're going to be watching together the uh the the two girls the at the school what the hell came out oh, winter uh, last year i'm blanking on the name i know i know what the hell about. is it it's uh you is her name what is the name it's uh 
Blue, blue into, into you. you. That's, that's what it. it is. Blue into you. I, ah, I like couldn't. I, I, like totally I can picture it. I just can't I can think p- of the I name. picture both the characters as well, yep. and I can't for the life of me remember what it was. It was Bloom into you. Yeah, we got to get. I think the two of us are going to be watching that together. Yeah, um, definitely. But we need to figure out what the other ones are, especially the ones from this season that just are airing right I now. Know. Anime has been killing it recently. Definitely so. I think honestly, spring and summer so far this year are. Def- I think some people are down on it, but that's only because the last several seasons have been outstanding. Standing. It's true. So the fact that we only have good seasons, you know, last season and this season, are kind of like a, what could you expect? I know. Readjust your expectations. It's not that this is, oh, it's we've lost it and we're now in shit anime again. No, that's mm-hmm. not the case. Absolutely. It's just that there's not like ten amazing shows. There's only two or three. It's yeah, like, okay, yeah. we'll be okay. <laughs> I know. And I don't think there's much else. Do you think there's anything else? Uh, food. Food, definitely food. I'm making tacos. Tacos. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. I don't believe there is anything else. So, final thoughts. What do you got? Uh, I think we pretty much covered it. Pretty much covered it. Alrighty then. The next show will be recorded on our father's birthday of July 25th. Um, I don't think we're doing anything. I don't know when we're doing what we're doing and how we're uh, doing it. I know we're going out to dinner, but I don't think we're doing anything else. Yeah, I have no idea. Or how late or early. I don't expect it to be late. Um, if we need to change the show schedule, it might be on that Wednesday or yeah, Friday. I, I don't know. I'll keep we'll, you guys updated yes. on Discord. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure that out when we get closer to it. But yeah, d- July 25th is when we should be doing our next show. Uh, no word as to if the news will pick up by then or not. Who knows? The internet's always on fire for something. Uh, and I don't think there's anything else. So, until next time, don't choke the chocobo. Bye. See you later, and bye now. Bye.